that allows us to focus and think about Jesus. Advent is not Christmas, but Advent is a journey uh, that allows us to, to, to focus our eyes, our hearts, and our minds towards the coming of Jesus, but not just his birth, but also his return when he will come again. So it's almost a, it's a two-pronged thing. We think about Jesus when he comes as a baby, his birth, and also the return of when he will come again. Um, and so just to give you some back, some information about Malachi and what's going on in the previous chapter, at the end of chapter two, uh, in the book of Malachi, the people are having this conversation with God. They're having this discourse. Um, and in it, they, 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 they're complaining to God. And it says, God, you, you seem to favor the unjust. You seem to favor the wicked. Uh, the, the wicked and the unjust, they become prosperous. We can see neglect. We can see pain, hatred. And God, you, you are not doing anything. What, what is going on? So they are having this back and forth. If you read the whole book of Malachi, there's this continual discourse with God and the Israelites. And God, right at the end he's, uh, of, 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 that, um, of that discourse, he says that he will, it is here that God says, he will make things right once and for all. He will make things right again. And that's where we jump straight into Malachi chapter 3, where God says that he will send someone he will send a messenger who will go before him to prepare the way. Have a guess who he's talking about? John the Baptist. That's right. So he will send a messenger. He will send someone to prepare the way. So he's sending John the Baptist who will announce the coming of another messenger. A messenger being Jesus. And so Malachi, hearing from the Lord, the Lord tells him, write this. Tell the Israelites this. I am sending somebody who's going to come before I return in the person of Jesus. I'm sending somebody ahead to announce. And if you will, um, in the Gospel of Luke, John the Baptist, he's like the forerunner. He's, he's the one who uh, announces and he's the one who goes before and he's the one that starts to proclaim, right? He, he's the one that speaks to the people in the desert and he says, come, repent, for the kingdom of God is coming. For there is one who is coming. One that I'm not worthy to tie the, uh, the laces on his, on, the, on his sandals. Repent, come. And if you will, um, I, I, I like to see John as this, um, not, not this kind of wild man in, 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 you know, in the forest or in, in, in the desert wearing nothing but weird clothing. But um, imagine this, right? If, if John is a bit like, um, you know when you're going to London and, and like Piccadilly, or Aswick Circus, and you see all these massive, um, massive signs and massive billboards, and they're really bright, they're, they're in your face, and you read them, and they're always advertising something, aren't they? They are always telling you about something. They're saying, buy this, or go here, or drink this, or whatever. They are always advertising something, always letting you know about something, aren't they? If you go to Piccadilly, you're going to Coca-Cola in your face, Christmas trucks in your face. They are always advertising something. And so I like to see John throughout this a bit like an advertising board, where he is out there as this advertising board, heralding, making a way forward and saying, are you ready? Something big is coming. Are you ready for it? Be the first to know. Are you ready? Don't wait until it's too late. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for him? And so John is, is a herald, you see. John is the one who, who goes before 
and he starts to announce the coming of somebody, of royalty, if you will. If that illustration doesn't quite work for you, let me give you another. Um, so I like watching films, and when you watch films that, that involve sort of like uh, medieval times, whatever you, or even like Lords of the Rings, stuff like that, where there's always a kings and queens and, and there are people around, you can always imagine like in the course of a king, there'll be someone who will walk with a trumpet, really fancy dress, he will just walk in like this, and he will say, I now announce so-and-so, king of the Andals, whatever, coming through. There is always an announcement. There is always a proclamation being made. There is always um, a forerunner announcing the coming of something. And this is the same thing. There is a royal procession happening. And so the Lord's coming must be heralded by a forerunner. And the herald is John. And he's the one who goes before. God sends him to let the Israelites know of what's happening. But I wonder, are people aware that he came as the baby, but that he's coming again? I wonder if people are aware. And if you're a bit like me, if you've um, been reading the news recently and you saw the census that was released recently, where Christianity seems to be going down in terms of people who identify as Christians, you may wonder and think, well, actually, Nick, people don't seem aware. Maybe they don't know Jesus. And I'd like to argue, actually, I think there's quite a lot of people who don't know Jesus, or who think they know him, but actually don't really know. And so if, if they're not aware of his coming, if they're not aware of, of that he's, he even came for them, that he came to, to love them, if they're not even aware that he came firstly, that he's going to come again, then what are they to do? What are they to do, right? And even for us, right, are we even ready for his return? Do we, do we know Jesus? Is he, are we ready for his second coming? Because what we read here in, in, in the prophets and, and, and the Daniel and Isaiah is that the Lord is coming again. Not just, not just when he was a baby, when he came uh, uh, for us in the form of a babe and he lived 33 years on earth, but he will come again. And Malachi writes, I will send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. John was going to go prepare the way. Then suddenly the Lord you are seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant who you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. And sometimes Malachi can be a bit confusing because he speaks of two messengers. Malachi speaks of two messengers, one to prepare the way and one to be the messenger of the covenant. And here what we're seeing is we're seeing two advents in the same sentence. We are seeing two advents at, at play. The coming of Jesus in his birth form, he living on earth as a human, uh, being crucified, dying, rising, and ascending. And then we are seeing the second advent of Christ descending again, descending, sorry, to come and take his rightful place here. And so Malachi is talking about two advents into one. He kind of merges, merges both of them together. And in that conversation where Malachi says, the Lord will come again. He's not coming just to say, hey, guys, everything's okay. Everything's set. I'm here, you know. I'm going to be a BFF, whatever. Malachi tells us in verse 2, and he says this, who can endure? Who, who can endure the day of his coming? Who, who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire 
who will launch soap and he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and he will purify the Levites and so forth. Malachi tries to explain that nobody can really stand in that way when the Lord comes again. Apart from his chosen, apart from the remnants, those who are faithful to the Lord, the faithful followers will be able to stand. But even then we read that um, that Christ will be like a refiner's fire. He will be an allusion to the process of, of purifying metal. Where you, you take metal and you put it in this, in, this, uh, in this cauldron, this fire, and you heat up the fire to such high temperature, but it has to be continuously, continuous intense heat. Uh, uh, um, and the metals will melt. And as the metals melt, the dross, the, 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 the infirmities, the things that you don't need rise to the top. And you have to skim it off and get rid of it. So Christ is coming in like that refiner's fire. And he's going to come and refine and purify. And he's going to work his purposes out in each and every single one of us. And it's almost like a test, isn't it? It's almost like, who are we to be, to be tested? But actually, it's his followers who love him. We are still going to be tested. But we can stay confident in who he is. That we don't have to fear uh, the refiner's fire or his testing. And secondly, John, talk, not John, Malachi talks about that Jesus is going to come as the laundress soap. So I had to do some research about what does that, what, what is laundress soap? What, what is that? Is that some soap you get in the laundry? I don't know. I thought, what, what is laundress soap? So I googled it and did some research, opened some uh, commentaries. Um, laundress soap is a soap that was so caustic that it was able to corrode and remove, uh, uh, um, I lost it. Remove infirmities. It was such a strong, uh, 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 powerful soap that it could turn things and produce white, very, very bright clothing. So they will use this soap to remove dirt, impurities, and they will turn it into full, bright clothing. And that took me and reminded me of um, Christ's transfiguration. The idea that actually when Christ returns, he will cleanse the world of all impurities. Like, a, like that soap is going to wash each and every single one of us and there will be no more impurities and we'll be made completely whole and clean and white as snow and in his transfiguration Jesus we read this he was transfigured before them and his clothing became dazzling white his clothing became whiter than anyone in the world could bleach them Christ's clothing was so bright that there was nothing that could bleach them but what Malachi is telling us is when Jesus comes, he's going to clean us and, and, and purify us to the brightness that he is. We're going to be as clean as he is, as white as he is. And I honestly believe when I was reading this that Malachi and God want us to understand that actually to, 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 to be here, we need to be ready to meet this king. At some point, he's going to come back. But the question is, that I was, I was kind of thinking this through is, are we ready to meet that king when he comes back? Are we ready to meet Jesus when he comes again? And so me and Tom sat down about this a couple of weeks ago last week and just unpacking some ideas. Um, but imagine this, right? So you are, you are a king or a queen. You have your own kingdom. You have your own rules. You, 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 you reign. In your, you have your own army. You have your own land, X, Y, and Z. Uh, but you know there's a king, right? You know there's a bigger king. And there's a king who's stronger than you. And there's a king who's got a bigger army than you. 
means the king who at some point is going to come back and reclaim his land. This is his. It belongs to him. He's going to come and want it back. We're only here temporarily, but he wants it back. You know he's going to come back at some point. So you sit with your advisor and you think, right, guys, what, what are we doing? What, what are we going to do? This king is stronger. He cannot be defeated. What you would do if you're clever is you would send an emissary to make peace with that king. You think, actually, I've got no chance to stand against that king. Who can stand? I, don't, I can't stand in front of that king. So I need to make peace with that king. And so we have to make peace with that king before the time is short. It isn't good enough saying, well, I got all the time in the world. I've got X, Y, Z. Nobody knows when the king is coming back. We have to make peace with that king. And Jesus came in his first, in his first when he was a baby. He was, he was um, a babe, then he grew. And we read this in John, in the Gospels, continuously. And we sang songs this evening about praising the goodness of Christ, why he came, what he did for us. And there's a passage in John 3, 16 and 17, he reads this. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that being Jesus, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. You see, Jesus came to bring about salvation. And so for, for if you don't know, if you're, if, you're, if you're not aware of Jesus, what he does, this is what he does. He came to bring about salvation. He came about to bring us reconciliation. He came about to bring us close to the Father, to bring us home. He came about so that we could have a rightful relationship with him once again. That's where he came. He came to love us when we, were, when we didn't love him. He came to, to forgive us when we, we came to forgive our neighbors or our friends or family. Jesus came to do all the things that we couldn't do. But what Malachi is telling us is there is a time when Jesus will come again and it will be too late then to face that king. You'll be too late to say, I'm really sorry, Lord. You'll be too late then. But what this does give me, gives me hope that it's not the end because Jesus didn't come and say, follow me, or John didn't come and, and, and laid the way for Christ and Christ came down and said, follow me, I'm gonna to go to heaven, and that's the end. Jesus calls me and he calls you to be messengers of his good news. He calls us to be emissaries, to go out into our streets, to go out into our communities and lay the groundwork down to make way his return, to make known to people that he's coming once again, to make known to people who don't know Jesus. Said, well, if you don't know Jesus, well, it's a, it's a pretty good time to know Jesus now. If you don't know Christ, well, how about you come to church and about this, you start to know about the story when he came, why he came. As a babe, becoming an immigrant, running with Sammy to, 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 um, to Egypt. If you don't know Jesus, well, let, let me tell you the stories. If you don't know Jesus, well, let me tell you about my life and how Jesus changed my life so that I believe that he may be able to change yours. Are you going through some difficulties? Well, how about, can I pray for you? Let, let me pray for you. Is that okay? Can I pray for you? Because I believe God loves you. We are called to be heralds, messengers. We are called to be out into our communities and telling people about the goodness of Jesus. 
because as we look into Advent, we don't just think about Jesus having come, but we think about Jesus coming. And we know that his second coming isn't going to be this sugar-coated, happy after all ending. There'll be some really hard things that we read in the Bible about the second coming. There is a passage in Malachi in chapter 4. And he writes this, just to give you a, just a small taste of what I'm trying to talk about. He says, surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And the day that is coming will set them on fire. Now, these are some strong, strong words. But what I'm trying to say is we don't have to fear those strong words if we come to the king now. If we, if we make our peace with Jesus who longs to love us, who longs to forgive us, who longs to just embrace us. John 3.16 and so many more passages in the gospel just talk about how good God is and how, how his love is just outpoured for us and on the cross he bled for us and Jesus is just saying come to me now. We, you have the time, come to me now. That day is not here yet but come to me now. And every time I think about this I think about my best friend Ed and I'm like I need to make sure that he knows the Lord. I need to make sure that I pray for him day and night. I need to make sure that him and his wife and his family know Jesus because Jesus loves him. He, he doesn't even understand, but Christ loves him so, so much that Jesus died for him, that Jesus bled for him. And honestly believe that we are called like John, like Malachi, to be messengers. And actually, the name Malachi means to be a messenger. We are called to be messengers of the good news of Jesus because we still have the time to share the gospel, the good news of Christ to people. So that people can know like me and like you what Christ has done for you in your lives. Jesus says in Matthew that um, we are called uh, um, to be the great commission, to go out to baptize in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Spirit. And we read that Jesus would not leave us or abandon us in those moments, but we are called to, to share with people the goodness of Christ. We are called to do it whilst there is still time. I believe that Advent is a time to think about Jesus, yes. To also look forward to his coming, yes. But also it's a time for me to be a bit bold in my faith and actually say to my friends, now you, you come to church with me, come on, let's go. Listen to this message because it's all about Jesus and he loves you. Being that extra bold, a little bit more bold, so that Jesus can be glorified and that we can show our faith people that they will come to know him like you know him. Because we know at some point that he's coming back again. Like refiner's fire. And we don't want to wait until it's too late. We want to make him known and glorified now, in this time, here, in your communities, wherever it may be. That Jesus is glorified. That his love is shown to the world. And that people will come to know him. Amen. So why don't we pray as I invite Tom, who's going to lead us in communion in a minute.